This podcast proudly brought to you by Moss Shot Shells. Old school is back in season. Experience superior shells when you go with Boss Shot Shells. Their premium, non-toxic bismuth shells knock birds down so hard that the old guys might just think they're shooting lead again. Make sure you check out Boss Shot Shells for your next purchase of shotgun shells. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. On this week's episode, we're doing a little bit of a throwback episode we've done in the past. We've done hunt updates while turkey season is rolling in here hot. So this week's episode, we're going to be doing our turkey update. So without further ado, a quick word from our partners, and we'll jump right into it. Hi, this is Killian Bailey from Bailey's Game Calls. I'm here to tell you about our duck, goose, and wood duck calls. We use 3D printing technology to revolutionize the industry. This new technology allows us to create calls with the same sound as wood, acrylic, or anything in between that's at a fraction of the price. Make sure to check out baileysgamecalls.com for your next game call. Next, we'd like to give a big thanks to our partners at White Rock Decoys. Be a nomad and get out further with their system of windsocks and silhouettes. Use discount code Duck. Gun Pod at checkout for 10% off your next order at whiterockdecoys.com. We'd also like to give a big thanks to our partners over at ShotCam. Now, I've been using ShotCam for the last year, and I can tell you right now, it's a great tool for improving your shooting, whether you're doing clays or live birds or just want to see some cool footage of your shots after the fact. Make sure to check out shotcam.com and use discount code DUCKGUN at checkout for $40 off. I'm gonna go ahead and start recording. Recording. All right, what's going on, folks? Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Got my co-host alongside me, per usual, Elliot Graybeard from Freelance Duck Hunting. And today, we're going to be bringing back something that we love to do during duck season. We're bringing back our weekly hunt update. And, you know, it's just for the turkey season. We're going to give a little update. And, uh, you know, we'll probably have some updates coming up in the future as well. But how are you doing tonight, Elliot? I'm doing pretty good. I've got something to update that may or may not be about turkeys. all right well let's uh you know what let's just let's start with that update okay now you got me curious (laughs) all right i actually made a video of it i didn't send it to you i didn't know if you'd be interested i I made a video of it and put it on patreon um which i i've watched a couple times i like it so um (laughs) we had a we had a nice little cold front come through and um i'm i'm uh recording I'm sorry. No problem. Two jerks come right through the room. <laughs> <laughs> totally broke my train of thought. Okay. Ready. 
So we had a cold front run through here last weekend, and I just kept feeling like, man, I want to get outside. I want to get outside. I want to get outside. But this this point in time, turkey hunting, I just, I mean, I haven't scouted anything. I mean, if I were going to go just blind turkey hunting, I would go to some traditional places where I've seen turkeys. But, I mean, my, my chance of actually killing one would be so low. And the temperatures were got down to about 32, 35 um, what would it be? I think Friday night and I woke up or no, this was actually Saturday night. I woke up Sunday and I'm like, okay, this feels, this is probably the last weekend that's going to feel like fall until fall. And so I just decided I wanted to go out and get into the marshes. And so I was trying to figure out where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? So there's this one marsh. This is the little marsh complex that I've known about about 45 minutes away, but we've only hunted one time ever. Um, and that was a couple of years ago. We just don't scout it, don't really think about it. So I thought, well, this will be fun. I'll just get, I'll just go out there and I'll take Izzy and I'll scout this place and just kind of really explore the pool. And um, I didn't know whether, I don't know how they normally work it, but in Kansas, they will typically leave water in uh, marsh complexes until the ducks have gone north and then they'll drain them out. So I didn't know whether there'd be water in there or not. Um, so Izzy and I went down there and I got out in this pool and, um, I got up to it and they had complete, pretty much completely drained it, but, and it was fairly dry. So I was able to just really explore it. And there's some woods in this place. And, and, and the funny thing I realized is like, I'm in an area that could hold turkeys, but I think only twice did I even like glance over thinking maybe I'd see a turkey. I mean, it just like wasn't even on my radar. <laughs> Once I got into that marsh, it was just like, I don't know. I mean, all those like waterfowl feelings came back. And, I, and the place I explored, it's a real, I'll, I'll send you the video. I don't know. It's 12 minutes. So I don't know if you watch the whole thing, but yeah, I'll watch it. Um, I actually put, since it's just for my Patreon guys, I, I showed Google images of it and on Google Earth and kind of showed my path. But some of it they plant in corn, which I didn't even realize. And there's a couple sections clear in the back end of this that if I can get my kayak into this pool, which would be a couple hundred yard portage, I won't have any competition back in there as early as we get up. And I found this little section. It's so cool because the, the corn came comes clear back into this back corner, but there's one little hole that's not corn. And there's trees kind of on both sides of it. So you could actually kind of hide in the trees and it is the coolest looking place. So I was down in there and man, I was just beyond like happy and excited. So Izzy <laughs> and I walked this whole thing, cut down through this Creek. And on the other side, there's even a bigger complex that I hadn't seen flush some teal out of there. And I was just in heaven, man. I, and I can tell you, um, unless I had turkeys out in front of me, um, there's nothing about turkey hunting that I would have enjoyed as much as just being out there to a place I hadn't hunted, thinking about, okay, what can I do if I'm here? How would I set up? I'm finding these little back. In fact, um, this little back hole, I, cause I actually found the drainage. So these, these pools, um, that they, that they make, um, they, they have an original pool where the water comes into from the river and then they have little tunnels, tunneling systems through pipes where they can drain into various marshes, um, if that makes sense. And I found the, um, drainage where they, where they drain into this pool. And I hadn't even realized this the first time I was in there, but the water runs to that back corner first. So that little hole that I was in love so much with is probably going to be full on a low water year, it'll probably hold water when the rest of the pool looks dry. So 
it's kind of a little hidden spot, and I'm probably more optimistic about it now, off season than I than maybe needs to be. But it was a blast. I'll send you. I'll send you the video. It, those of you listening, if you want to see it, it's freelance duck hunting. Uh, well, actually, if you want to see it, you have to I guess join Patreon because um, I don't have it up on YouTube. But um, yeah, it's I'm I'm really really looking forward to hunting this little hole. So that was kind of my outing for the weekend. So awesome. So yeah. what are the chances you hunt it during season? I I think that well, it's pretty close to where my dad lives. So um, we hunt this this place. It's it's on the same general complex where we hunted um, our first hunt together up here except it's not on the main lake it's it's some of the pools and and we've hunted some of the pools out there just this this section's across the river and for some reason we've just kind of neglected it and it's really easy to scout so i'm sure i can get my dad to scout it quite a bit i think there's a really really strong possibility that i will hunt it this year Hmm. it's just a i mean because i can get into this area and not be bothered by people i can guarantee you i can get in here and be totally away and in a place like this i mean if i can shoot half of my limit or something and be protected in by trees and this cool looking little area. I'll take that any day. So yeah, I, I think I'll, I, I, as well, how I'm feeling about it now, I think I will definitely get my kayak in there at some point. Um, and I don't know if they're going to plant corn or not. I don't know. Do you know, you, you probably don't, but I'm not sure when they would start disking and planting corn if they were going to do it. Cause they, right now the corn's just standing as it was. Um, hmm. it, it almost looked like they didn't even harvest a bunch of this corn. It's pretty scraggly looking, but I don't know when they would start disking and getting it ready if they were going to plant corn. Wouldn't they have done that by now? Um, depends on the year, honestly. Uh, it's been so wet around here, the farmers haven't been able to. So um, it could be, you know, a little while. But, yeah. yeah, it's generally they're doing it by now if they can. I mean, they want to get it in as soon as they can. And I'm speaking from a, a farmer perspective, not necessarily mm-hmm. the DNR. Um, I know around here they don't actually harvest a lot of the corn they put in um to our public land spots yeah they do they do here they they harvest a certain percent of it um i don't know what the percentage is but they'll harvest a certain percent but i actually on pools around here um i prefer i prefer them not to hunt not to plant corn honestly i i I, after talking to um jason wagner from cheyenne bottoms and um another dnr guy i know that's or he's a local kansas department wildlife park guy most of these biologists around here say they'd rather have the smart weed and the natural, especially for anything except for late season mallards. So, and I'm, I'm kind of starting to be like, cause I, I've never, I've never actually hunted any of the flooded corn. Um, but it seems to people get really excited about it. And when people know about it, they flock in there, but I think I would prefer to have that smart weed and just natural, uh, moist soil vegetation to the corn, honestly. Well, maybe if you uh, wouldn't have cut them off so much, you would have been able to learn more about the corn. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that was not my fault. <laughs> That's just a little jab at, at ourselves. Yeah. Everybody listening. So <laughs> just to, I've, I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, but we had two where we switched software and the audio got all screwed up um, when we posted it. So those are fixed if you want to go back and listen to the Cheyenne, Cheyenne Bottom and the JT calls episodes cause they're fixed now. Good to go. Yeah. So. That, that shine bottoms episode, we got a negative on it. It's like worse. Yeah. <laughs> cause yeah, it, it, the quality, it was terrible. The software just, just screwed it up. And I was over talking the Cheyenne bottoms guy all the time. And it sounded just like, why, why are you doing that? It just, yeah. It sounded like you're cutting them off every time, like just yeah. talking over them, but no, just a that's software not, glitch. Yeah. Not what happened. No, no. And that, if you guys haven't heard that one, go back and check it out because 
um, that's that's a good episode in the Cheyenne Bot. For any of you that want to come to Kansas, um, that's probably the, the I'd say that's the number one waterfowl tourist attraction in the state is Cheyenne Bottoms. Um, it's an mm. amazing place. Awesome. So one of the things I've been doing waterfowl related. Well, well, here's the question, kind of leading into this. Um, how's your? Have you done any screen, uh, spring cleaning? Like, is your duck situation in your garage, garage all cleaned up? Or <laughs> well, it's it's not too bad actually. I my son Elijah blew my mind the other day because he's like, I want to buy this fishing lure and I need like ten bucks. And I'm like, well, you know, do some work for it. He's like, well, what can I do? And I was like, well, because I've got two duck rooms. I don't even know if you saw the other one. I've got the garage, and then I've got a little um, other. Used to be like a little shop room the guy had, and and the little the little room was just like a waterfowl bomb went off. I was just avoiding that like crazy, and I told him I was like, yeah, you could you could uh, clean that up. And I went to my church small group, and I came back, and he's like, I did it. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I went down there, and he organized that thing to perfect. Perfection. I mean, you know, when a middle school kid does something, they normally do a half-assed job. But it was like, I couldn't probably have done it as well as he did. So that room <laughs> is totally organized. The garage, I would call it uh, 75% or so. So, yeah, it's, not, it's not, not too bad a shape right now. Not too bad a shape. Gotcha. See, mine mine has just been a mess, and I've been putting it off. Pretty, like a lot of the stuff's just like duck season ended and I just left it there. Mm-hmm. And so like this last week I've been just trying to get a bunch of stuff done. Um, but that's one of the things like I'm just organizing the garage, like I put together some shelves and just going through everything. But I'm still, I'd still say I'm 75%, but even just doing that, you know, just getting the decoys out. And I mean, I need to clean them off. I don't know if you washers off every year, but no. I need, I'm thinking about laying them all out and spraying them off and spraying off all the silhouettes and um, just getting everything organized. And I bought, you know, um, actually, this is a kind of um, a cool story. Tangle free. I bought a decoy bag, 12 slot decoy bag for some goose floaters that I'd purchased. Um, and so I needed a decoy bag. So I got it and it was a six slot bag. And I'm like looking at all the details. I'm like, man, what the heck? Did they like say it was a 12 slot, but you're supposed to put two in each slot? I'm like, man, that's a bunch of bogus. So then I'm like looking online, looking at dimensions. I get like my measuring tape. I'm measuring it. I'm like, nope, this is like, this is the wrong one. It's a six slot instead of a 12. So this Tangle Free sent me the wrong one. So I called them up and they said, all right, well, we'll send you a new one and keep the wrong one. I'm like, well, that's nice. a sweet deal. Yeah. So <laughs> that's great. Can't complain about that. So what that's are those pretty for? much Go- goose floaters. Is that what you said that was? Yeah, goose yeah. floaters. So now I'm going to have to buy another half dozen goose floaters. I mean, nothing else I can do. Yeah, just tell your wife. She's like, well, I don't want to lose money on this deal. I've got to. <laughs> I got the bag. I mean, what is it going to do? Just sit there? <laughs> your wife seems pretty sweet. I think she'll fall for that. <laughs> uh, I'm sure she'll give me a look. But. <laughs> well, if that's all you have to deal with is a look, <laughs> I think well, you're good to go. Yeah. I mean, I don't go crazy. So, Yeah, I don't either. Um I don't do I don't have the money to go crazy, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you on that. So let's go ahead and let's jump to topic at hand. Turkey hunting. Um yeah. How many I have you been out scouting for, I guess was your scouting the, the duck trip? <laughs> I have not done anything. The my big failure was the night where I was I was talking about on the last episode where my wife and I wife and I got into that big discussion till one o'clock and I didn't so I canceled 
the next morning and golden boy shot the turkey like within 25 <laughs> minutes of sunup <laughs> nice but if i had been there i'm sure it probably wouldn't have happened like that <laughs> it never does never does not for me so is your season over then are you are no you we actually have until, we actually have until the end of may okay but so you're I gonna try or? i doubt it i doubt okay. it okay I mean, I just don't have, I don't know. I, I really doubt that I will. And any energy I spend now will probably be fishing. I've been kind of wanting to go out and um, maybe do some white bass fishing or some crappie, but I, I don't think I'm going out for turkey. Alrighty. Well, I've been hitting it pretty hard. Um, you know, I'm filming more than I hunt though, <laughs> even whether it's for HTR or my channel. So I've gone out, um, with HTR now, oh, three times, and I've, you know, the first, we talked about the first day last episode because that was last Wednesday, and then we went out the next day, and I told you like we had a good chance of tripling and all that kind of stuff. Well, that was a bunch of bogus. <laughs> what happened? You had ten, well, you had I mean, ten toms out there, right? Yeah, so that's what we had when we scouted. But you know how it is, opening day, like all the patterns get changed, uh, like areas like that get hunted heavily where there's a lot of everybody knows there's a lot of birds around, so. Um, you know, the neighbor's property on this field and everything's getting hunted. And so we're out there, we go up to set up and, uh, set up exactly where they had been going. Um, if they'd just been doing what they'd been doing before season, you know, it would have been a piece of cake, but we sat up and we're probably 300 yards away from the roost. Um, so we set up in like pitch black, um, wait for them to all wake up and, and they wake up in the morning and, you know, they're gobbling like crazy and we're thinking, you know, this is going to be money. Like we can just hear him like crazy. And, uh, <clears throat> um, we could even see some flying out of the roost into, um, the adjacent cornfield, um, behind the trees. And we'd see him walking in the trees. Uh, we could see toms and hens and we saw deer all over the place. So it's really cool to be out there in those kind of mornings, just see all the wildlife. Um, but yeah, they would walk out onto the field and they'd walk about, um, 10 20 yards out of the the woods and they'd be fanning and looking around and like we'd be calling they'd be gobbling back and then there's this hen in the woods with them and she was calling and like it was like a symphony of toms just gobbling back and they'd like cut her off and it it's probably all 10 of them or i have no idea how many there were there's a lot of toms in there and the hen would you know um call and then they'd all gobble back and we'd call and they'd all gobble back and it was just like I mean, this went on for like a couple hours and just gobbling, 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 and we're calling, the hen's calling, and we'd have toms walk out in the field a couple at a time, and they'd fan, and then they'd go back in the woods, and they'd come out and fan around, and they'd go back in the woods, and, and then they just never worked over to us, and um, then we went back to work, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's still I mean, fun, but it's, though. I'm sure that Yeah, was it's still fun, fun and it's not going to happen every time. Um and I, I mean, I guess this is just kind of a, a classic case of hinned up toms. And a lot of times when you get the hens in the woods with the toms, they don't have anywhere to go to be with the hens already. So, um, yeah, it, it's just it makes it a little difficult when they're hinned up like that. But what can you do? You just hope for them to, you know, breed the hens in there and go back a different time and have some of them get curious and come out to you. So that's kind of the plan on that spot. That would be an interesting time to have one of those decoys where you like crawl with a fanned out, like with a fan, like with your bow. That'd be interesting to see in that situation to carry that with you in your blind 
And then if you get in a situation like that, try that. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. You get one of those mojo scoot and shoots. Yeah. Something like that. Because we just had guns. Um, I'm sure you could just carry a fan and try that. But um, I think the mojo scoot and shoot's got a little bit more than just a fan on it. So that probably helps. Did you guys but have yeah, decoys out? Yeah, yeah. We, we always run some decoys. Uh-huh. So um, we can't, we went to a different spot on Friday. Uh, it was rainy. It was cold. It was super windy. And a lot of all this property that we're hunting this year, every single spot so far has been a new spot. It's uh, Tim had acquired um, new land to hunt um, that he got permission on from the, from a farmer. So he's got a, you know a bunch of these spots that have a lot of toms. So a lot of it is almost like hunt scouting. And so this third spot, we tried it and set up, and we thought we'd be in an area out of the wind and everything. But we didn't even hear a, a bird gobble, and we'd seen them the day before walk from that woods all the way over to us actually two days before and so we wonder or at least i wonder if those were the two that got shot because they walked all the the way over to us at that other field like 600 yards away kept walking into the neighbor's property with the other toms and you know two of them got shot so who knows who who shot them the neighbor uh whoever's hunting on the neighbor's property oh they told you they shot two oh we could i mean i guess I just assume two got shot. You you can only have three shells just like duck hunting, and we heard five shots go off. So if you can't kill two toms and five shots, <laughs> I don't know what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> they walked off the property, and that's when the shots went off. Uh-huh. So we assume – don't know for fact. I guess I was – you know, but it's almost positive they got, you know, some birds out of that. Five Unless shots. they're poaching. If they're poaching, they could have killed all – you know, killed all four that walked off the property, right? <laughs> five shots. That would have been a bit of a crazy – <laughs> well, it was four time. right away yeah it normally just takes one shot but it was four shots right away and then about 30 seconds later we heard a fifth which means one of them was wounded yeah <laughs> and they're chasing after it because it was in a different direction by like 70 to 100 yards <laughs> oh man i bet that was chaos <laughs> probably <laughs> so um from there i went to hang out with one of my friends on friday night um and I, I was just talking turkeys. I always talk about hunting. I, I'm sure I drive a lot of my friends that don't hunt crazy because, you know, it's always on our, our minds as hunters, you know, during duck season or whatever, and you know, getting involved with podcasts and YouTube stuff. It's just like, you know, it's it's kind of like on my mind all the time. So, I mean, it's even to this point, it's, you know, uh, my day job. So it's like, yeah. So I'm with my buddy and I'm talking about it. And anyways, he's like showing some interest in it. I'm like, well, you know, you should come with me. And so we're talking about it. And, you know, at first he's like, maybe, maybe I'll just come with you. So I don't have to get the license and all that. And, uh, <laughs> but in Indiana, we actually have a program that's called an apprentice program. Cause it, originally we talked about it. I'm like, well, you got to take this safety course and learn all about hunting. And, um, it takes about six hours and you got to pay for it and all this kind of stuff and take a test. And so he was kind of shying away from it once he heard that. And he's like, well, you know, that'd be really hard to get all that done tonight. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it would be. And I'm like, wait a minute, they got an apprentice program. You can hunt with somebody who has a a license and you can buy an apprentice license three times. And after that, you can't buy it again. You got to take the test. So he's like, sweet. Yeah, let's, let's try that. And so he got his apprentice license. He's never hunted anything. So we were going to go Saturday morning. Um, and I just went out to scout the spots I'd got permission before we hung out. Um, from last year. So I knew I had some toms on some fields we could hunt. And honestly that night, like it was like, it was like duck opener for me. Like I was so excited to take out like one of my buddies who's never hunted and he was excited about it. I literally couldn't sleep. Like I I think I slept 
like three hours that night if wow. that like <laughs> it was terrible i couldn't sleep <laughs> and uh i was just i don't know it's just really for me it's really exciting like bringing new people into hunting yeah um and yeah like i was more excited about that than like the days i went hunting in turkey season you know like bringing him out to try to shoot one and (laughs) so yeah um we go out saturday morning um going to the spot we set up in a place that i had kind of had success traditionally and um we set up we actually set up with decoys and a tent out there in the field and we're just sitting there and you know we hear him gobbling everything wakes up it's freezing cold um it was actually like 32 degrees so i was a little worried you know he's gonna get um bothered by that but no he was all jacked up ready to go and hearing the the toms gobble and like i'd hear him and he would he he wouldn't and i'm like you hear that one he's like no no i didn't hear anything so you know you get like a new guy kind of they don't know what to listen for yeah they don't you don't know what to listen what's different between like a gobbled two miles away and a you know tweety bird or whatever it's like that with guys duck hunting like they don't see the ducks Yep. It's like, you see it? No. I guess they're just like, it's right by us. <laughs> yeah. So we actually had some deer. We had six deer walk right up to the tent pretty much at like 10 yards. And, uh, you know, he's like, man, this closest I've ever been to anything. And, <laughs> you know, they, they smelt us and they snorted and ran off. And then we had one hen walk across the field and she, she didn't walk by us, which at first that, that threw up some, you know, red flags. I'm like, oh crap, they're not taking the route. I thought they would. And then, um, out of the woods comes eight turkeys just walking out into the field. And I'm like, oh boy, here it comes. It's going to (laughs) happen. And, um, you know, it's got big Tom leading the way and, uh, he's just a big old strutter, you know, a a full strut with his beard hanging down. And, um, unfortunately they didn't walk our way. So they're walking like 45 degree angle across the field instead of straight towards us. And uh, then they get spooked. So I don't know what it was. I don't think it was us. I think it was maybe like a, a coyote or something ran out into the field. And they all flew towards the woods and the toms running away. And so that actually ended that spot. So um, we're trying to figure out what to do. And I'm like, well, you know, I got got another spot we can go check out. And I'm trying to remember what happened. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we decided to pack up and we packed up and just headed out of there. Went over to the other spot, and we had a tom. There's across the road from that property, um, and, like, literally we could get to about uh, 30 yards from where he, where he was at. And so we go park the truck and run through the field and get up to the woods and set up right there. And uh, um, we start calling. And by the time we get over there, we I was glassing with the, uh, the monoculars, and I could see him in the other field. He's about um, 100 yards away now. You know, strutting out there with a hen, um, a couple hens actually, and so I'm like, man, this is never gonna work, but I'll give it a shot. So I called, and he actually came over towards us, and so he gets like right across the road from us. He's probably about 50 yards out, but he's on the the neighbor's property. He's got to cross a dirt road onto our field before we can shoot him. So we go tuck into the woods, and we keep calling, keep calling, and next thing we know, we look over in that field, and there's like there's two toms and a bunch of hens and he's like running around with all of them. So never got a shot at him. Uh, so that was, that was pretty much just the first day, but he loved it. Jeff loved it. That's the guy I took with me. And, um, you know, there's just something about bringing a new guy with you. So he's all jacked up and we're going to try to get him on one this season. 
but we actually went out last night as well. Took Jeff with me, and uh, you know he he texts me from work. He's like, "Hey, what do you think about going tonight?" I'm like, "I don't know. It's supposed to be raining and all that kind of stuff, but uh, you only have so many days to shoot one. I don't know how many days I'll be able to go out with him and hunt." So we we went out there and did it anyway. It <laughs> sat out in the rain. <laughs> wow, he's into it. Yeah, no, he, yeah, it's surprising to see somebody just like jump right into it, and I mean, he's just having a blast. You know, we're driving around, seeing turkeys everywhere, and um, but the first field we went to, there was three toms or three jakes and toms. I don't know, I couldn't tell from the road what they were, and then one that was a tom on the far side of the field. So we uh, park the truck and we run through the woods, try to get around them and get to the edge of the field to set up before they get there. And we get over towards the edge of the field, and they're already in the woods. And we spook the three out of there, and they run out of there. I'm like, ah, crap. (laughs) Weren't fast enough. For some reason, they just booked it into the woods towards us at some point instead of staying out in the field like I thought they would. So then from there, we sneak up to the edge of the field, and we sit there and wait for um, the tom to cross the field towards us because that's the way they're all heading. So we set out the decoys, sit up in the trees, and wait for them. But... uh, it started raining. It was just like a downpour of rain and like a, pretty much a storm rolled in, like heavy winds. There was a branch that snapped uh, off a tree and dropped across the road and <laughs> and then lightning. And I'm like, oh, crap. So this is, yeah, here's a good question for you. So you know how you're always, at least when I was a kid, I was taught about like the counting, um, you know, one Mississippi, two yeah. Mississippi, after you see the flash and hear the thunder. Mm-hmm. And how long do you count to get to a mile? Oh, I don't know. The only thing that I had, the only time I remember that is from the movie Poltergeist. They talk about that. And I would just use it to see if the storm was getting closer or farther. Yeah. But I don't know. know, I don't know the count as far as how far the distance wise. I can, I'm going to look that up right now, but uh, I was doing the count and uh, to see how close the storm or how how close the lightning was to us. Uh Uh-huh. number of seconds for lightning to miles let's see what that says um every five second uh is one mile away five seconds i guess it would be how long does it take sound to travel a mile yeah yeah so i I guess it's five seconds equals one mile really so one mississippi two mississippi three mississippi four mississippi five mississippi so that's one mile that the lightning was away. So I was counting and it was like 10 away. And I'm like, I can't remember what the number is, but I think 10's pretty good. Like if 10's, you know, (laughs) then we're good. You know, it's not going to be. And then right in front of us, we just see this lightning bolt like streak across the sky. And it looked like it's hitting like the field that's across the road from us. And it's like, and it was, I'm like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, boom. You know, I'm like, we're getting out of here. I like run out and get the decoys. I'm like, I'm standing out there. I'm like in the field. Now you feel a little bit safer in the trees. Yeah. <laughs> so we grab those and pack up out of there. And so then we do some more scouting, go to the other field. We got that. I have permission on and, um, out there again, <laughs> and the Tom is walking. The Tom that we saw the first day is walking out into the field. I'm like, Oh crap. I picked the wrong field. If we just would have gone to this one and set up instead of like, trying to be all sneaky and cute like if we could have been set up for this tom so they go out there and walk and we just we just park the truck and we watch them for the rest of the evening 
and they just go out to the spot literally where we set up on the first day saturday morning and then walk back in the woods so i'm like all right and he wanted to he wanted to try to do something make a move on them i'm like man we just boogered up like i only have like two or three spots yeah and so i'm like we just boogered up the first spot we spooked you know half the turkeys that are on it um and possibly the the last tom that never came so we're not going to get too aggressive on this one let's let's make sure we're doing it smart we'll watch them get intel and then we'll be back on thursday so so you're going tomorrow yeah i'm actually going twice tomorrow <laughs> what do you mean so evening, well because uh evening or what? yeah i'll be be filming for hdr in the morning and then i'll be uh going out and filming jeff um in the evening <laughs> okay so how many how many videos are you gonna make out of these? Any one, uh, uh, two, what? So I'll probably make I'll probably make one with Jeff, uh, pending he gets a turkey, for and that'll go on my channel. And then for HTR, it's just like you know however many we can shoot is how many videos I'll make. But I mean, what about the ones that you've? Are you gonna post any of the failures at all? Uh no I, I I don't know I don't know if I have lack of motivation or I just don't think that they'll perform as well or not as interesting. For me, I just have to be motivated about it and, and like the story. So, like, with the stuff with Jeff, honestly, I'm, like, really hoping to get a turkey because it's, like, we've been through a lot. You know, his first hunt ever, seeing, like, deer walk right up, having toms and everything come through the field and then, like, trying to sneak through the woods, scaring all the turkeys, then sitting there through a storm. And, you know, now if we go out on Thursday and he smacks one, that's a great story. You will, know? will you show footage from the other hunts then in your Yeah, video? yeah, I definitely would. Okay, that's my – I hate to waste good footage of, like, close-up of deer and – all yeah, I'm the same way, but I, I feel like for me, when I put a video together, it's like, you know, I just, I don't know, I want to tell a good story, and like a good story, a lot of times, has to have like a climax and a great ending, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, if we don't get that, it's just like the same kind of like, build up the whole time and leaves you at the end of it feeling unfulfilled, yeah. <laughs> so, my you know. the, the reason why I have always posted unsuccessful hunts is I think it goes back to why I started the channel, which was just strictly to record memories. And um, so I was like, well, you know, this is a day in the life, and I've got stuff in here that will probably be interesting to me to watch down the, down the road, so, you know, why not, why not post it? And then as people, you know, as my following started to grow, I kind of decided, well, if I can make a video that is interesting to me, I'm still going to post it. Um, and it's, you know, never going to be as interesting as, as if you have success, but... Um, so yeah. that, that's my rule of thumb. Do I have footage that I can put something together and feel like, Hey, you know what? I think that's interesting. I, 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 that's worth posting. Then I'm, then I'm going to post it. Um, I think yeah, no, I definitely agree with that too. And, and, you know, I respect that as well. Um, I think for me, you know, it's just like uh, on my last fishing trip, you know, we did a vlog style and that was a lot of fun, you know, going out there. And so, yeah, there wasn't any fish caught and that was kind of like an unsuccessful, if you want to call it that. But it was a success. We went out and camped and had a great time. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I do post sometimes, but not generally I don't. So, <laughs> Well, most people don't. I mean, you don't see very, very many, um, at least YouTube videos, where people aren't, don't have any success. I think it's very rare. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But, man, I that couple of my, especially season three, if I hadn't posted my skunks, I wouldn't have been posting many videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, that all goes into the good story. For me, it's like it's got to be a good story. Yeah. And, like, that's a good story, even though it's, like, a bad a bad scenario, but, like, a good story to tell, Yeah. I guess, in a way. 
Yeah, and I think part part of the migration too is it's such a um, long road from the teal opener to um, snow goose hunting that show. I, I think I, I kind of see it in one way as a story just from the start to the end, and seeing the weather change and the conditions change. You know, you go and watch my first video of the year versus the last. It's gonna be so such a contrast just in weather and everything. And I like having some of the skunks in there for that, too, because it's like, you know, like this year we were just so hot. And then January, late December and January, it was just I, I, I like seeing the whole progression. You ever think season. about this is something I've thought about kind of talking about the story, the whole progression, all that. But like doing like Duck Gun Chronicles, the movie or like, uh, you know, freelance duck hunting season five, the movie and have like a two hour, you know, summary where you put everything together, even if it's like stuff you've already, you know. Yeah. Had out there. Huh. I think that, you know, something like that would be pretty cool to watch. It, <laughs> You know? Yeah. And it would because it is in one sitting. You kind of see, like I said, the change. And you'd have to kind of be brief, you know, because you end up with like 20, 25 hunts. Yeah. And they're all, you know, 15 minutes long. So at the end of that, you know, we're talking like what? That's like that's a, a long video. But if you summarized it more and kind of told the story all the way through, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Let's you and I talk about that sometime and try to flush out some ideas on that. I li I really like that idea. I think yeah. I, I would be like, I because I, I think narrating it obviously would be the way to do it, right? To to bring it yeah all yeah narrating it and you just jump into certain yeah. parts of the season. Yeah, that's a that's really interesting idea. Yeah, I like that idea. Awesome. That would take a lot well, of editing. <laughs> well, off season, I mean, what else do you got to do? You know, yeah, which is pretty much what I've been doing is just going through all of, I've I've gone through about seventy five percent of my hunts from last year and just pulled out any little quirky thing that I found interesting and then kill shots and I've got about thirty minutes of that through a, about mm, seventeen hunts, um, just doing that and it wouldn't be a whole lot different than that at least to start it. I would just you just save a lot more because right now I'm just pulling out quirky things people say kill shots this that's it yep but that's a yep. lot of fun yeah and once you already have that you know you just kind of like you said go through the editing and yeah. the narrating and try to carry the story along so yeah you've got me all intrigued about that idea <laughs> <laughs> i can't all right we'll I, see I, it we'll see it be the the week before hunting season we'll be yeah, seeing it i don't know i know you got a lot of time uh on your hands here once school gets out <laughs> well i do but i also i have a lot on my to-do list because I've, I've made a list of 20 videos that i want to make um to run next season on like wednesdays or something and so i haven't been doing a whole lot other than going through those kill shots uh, but once my once i'm out of school um, my plan was to hit those videos as hard as I can, um, and crank those out as quickly as possible. And then by that time, the pup will arrive in July and now I'll be doing a bunch of puppy videos and stuff. So I don't know when I I think the time to work on that project is March, April, May for me. I think that I'd probably have a goal of working on that, doing that next year, probably. Cause I love that idea. <laughs> I love that idea. And we can, uh, you know, you can have it out in local theaters. And <laughs> <laughs> Don't think that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So that brings us to our update, the end of the update. Um, I guess for me, kind of going forward, uh, what I got going on um, this weekend, actually, 
Uh, me and Hunter are going to be going back up to Michigan doing some more trout fishing. We actually uh, we joined this uh, trout fishing tournament. <laughs> we have zero, I mean, absolute zero chance of winning. So it's just like for the fun of it. It's a catch and release tournament by a small community up there in Michigan of uh, people who are diehard trout anglers. And, like, I mean, every year, like, people are catching monsters, like, trophy, like, once in a lifetime. They'll catch, like, three of them. You do, like, your three best. And these people just, like, know where the big fish and know how to catch them. I'd literally have to catch, like, three fish of a lifetime to even have a chance. So, it's, like, we're just doing it for the fun of it, kind of to push ourselves. And and our goal is just to both, like, kind of beat our personal best, which Hunter caught his personal best trout in this last video, day two, that's coming out here tomorrow. Um well, spoilers, I guess that'll be out by the end of this, but he got a 14 inch brown trout. Um, and then I caught a 13 and a half inch rainbow and I've caught, I've caught, you know, four or five fish around that, but I really, really want to get upper teens or, or join, they have this thing called the 20 inch club for trout fishing, where if you get something over 20 inches, it's kind of like, um, it's a big fish in, in trout fishing. So that's kind of like the goal. Once you hit that, you know, you're kind of in the club of people who've, you know, caught the big fish. So that's kind of my goal and probably hunters as well. We just want to push past that. We have no chance of winning the tournament, but if we can catch some good fish, we'll be happy. I will say if you guys have not seen Jordan's, Jordan's trout fishing videos or fishing videos, I was just watching part one. I didn't finish it. I just got past the epic eating at the little restaurant session where you had all that music playing oh man i loved that that was hilarious you guys you guys go check that out if you haven't seen it on jordan's channel. oh thanks appreciate that it. i loved that that was so funny you made fries look really sexy yeah i mean on videos like that we're just screwing around having a fun time and oh that was hilarious i gotta show that to my wife awesome <laughs> So I haven't, I haven't, so you, as soon as this is over, I'll, I got to finish watching that because I, I got through <laughs> about three or four minutes and then you rang on, on Discord. So what do you got going on? You got anything coming up? Um, well, I'm, I'm, I've got a big fishing trip um, in mid-June that we're starting to plan up to Valentine, Nebraska area again for pike and bass. So we're in the process of just kind of planning that trip. Um, other than that, um, I know I don't have anything going on. That's it. And any, how long till you're out of school? I've got um, three weeks. Well, not included. Well, about two weeks and a half. So mm. after this week, it'll be two full weeks and three days. So it's almost <laughs> here, man. Awesome. I'm ready. I got to tell you, during the season or during not during season during school, um, I'm definitely not jealous of you being a teacher because I don't think I could handle it. Yeah. But when it gets to your summer break, I'm like, man, that would be awesome. <laughs> it is. It is. I sit there right at the beginning and I'm like, I'm off for like the next 73 days in a That's row. That's just crazy. <laughs> it's such an amazing feeling just to think of that many. It goes pretty fast, but still, it's just like that number. I, I'm always like 70 some days in a row. <laughs> it's a great feeling. I just kind of, I kind of wish that it was during waterfowl season, but I kind of don't because the great thing about going back into the job is like, okay, the start of school means the start of waterfowl season, essentially. So it's yeah. kind of nice to have – because imagine duck depression and then going into a you know a full time job with no no hunting that would be serious duck depression. Oh, you mean like normal people every year? Well, I mean if if 
if what I love to do the most ended right at the time that I went into yeah. out of the vacation, you know. Yeah, I hear you. But the bad thing about being off during summer is I hate the heat and I hate the humidity. And so if it starts getting really hot, I just hole up. And unless we're going to go, we go down to the Kansas River and swim two or three times a year, which is a lot of fun. Um, not many people You're do You're going to do a survival? You know, I don't, I don't think so. Um, Aiden is, he got a internship with, um, a windmill company. So he's going to be gone. And I, man, he does so much. He he does so much on those survival (laughs) trips. I'm like, Oh, I know. I I don't know. We turned it into, um, the trip up to Nebraska as of right now. Cause Ben was, Ben was going to come with us. Ben Page of Falfront. He was going to come with us on the survival thing. And then Aiden's like, I can't go. And I'm like, uh, maybe I'd rather do go pike fishing. Is Aiden going to be back for duck season? Yeah. Or is yeah. he going to be in school? He'll be in school, but he, I mean, his school is out where we hunt. It's all September and October. So, awesome. I mean, he's like literally 20 minutes from our favorite prairie marsh. <laughs> so you got your little, uh, you probably tricked him into going there just to scout for you. <laughs> Oh, it's phenomenal. The, the one of my the place that I wanted to live in when I was in high school is by this reservoir out there, and we haven't gone to it for years just because we don't. It's hard to scout. And now that Aiden is there, he's he's already scouting it like crazy and everything. So we'll probably hunt in some new areas, some traditional areas that we haven't been to in about fifteen years next year if he gets them scouted out. So I'm excited about that. But November, December, January, except if it's on his breaks, I don't think. I don't think he's going to be back for those hunts on the weekends much. And those, those hunts will be too cold for my dad and Dan doesn't hunt anymore. So I'm pretty, I'm a little bit worried about, you know, I may be doing quite a bit of solo. Not that I'm worried about it, but at this point in my life, I'd prefer to have, you know, a buddy to go with me. Um, so I'm a little concerned about that. And especially if it gets real cold, like hunting ice and stuff by myself. And so I don't know, I, I'm concerned about the hunting group is the part the FDH crew is basically falling apart essentially so well i'm i'm just a phone call away <laughs> yeah well if you want to drive down here every weekend man i'd be happy to have you <laughs> or as many weekends as you want <laughs> you are welcome to i've been known to do some crazy stuff so don't put anything past me Bring old hunter down here anytime you'll have a license so yeah yeah i mean we'll see what we'll see what happens all you sure. got to do is call and say hey what's going on in two weeks now you just got to tell me, hey, we got so many mallards here that you're stupid for not coming. <laughs> well, if you could go that fast, because it, it happens fast for sure. I know that's the way it was this year, right over Christmas break. Didn't know what to expect, and then bam, 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 we were just slaughtering them. And then, you know, by the time you got down, it turned off for a little bit. Yeah, story of my life. Well, it didn't turn off. It's just it froze. <laughs> that marsh froze. You heard it. You saw yeah. all the birds that were there. They were still there. Yeah. Just one day too late from the freeze. It froze the day you came. <laughs> we watched it freeze. Yeah. That's, yeah. That was a fun mm. hunt, though. That was a fun no, hunt. No, yeah. It was still great. I, I still really enjoyed it. So, yeah. And that's probably my, <laughs> I've shot more ducks on that comp, on that specific marsh than any other marsh. And um, that's the only marsh I've shot over 100, 100 ducks at in the last 10 years. Wow. So that's a good one for sure. I'd like to get you on that one. Because I bet almost all our good mallard hunts in the last two years are on that same pool. Mm. It's limit after limit. <laughs> all right. Well, I think let's get this one wrapped up. Generally, this is where we let our guest go ahead and let us let 
every one of you guys know where to find them on social. But we'll go ahead and let you guys know where to find us in case you haven't followed us. Um, you can follow me on Instagram over at Duckman Chronicles and Elliot over at Freelance Duck Hunting um, on Instagram as well. And we both got Facebook pages uh, under the same name. And then our Facebook group, which I'm sure it'll be hopping more towards duck season, but um, is the Fellowship of the Duck Gun. So that's all we got for tonight. Thanks again for joining us on our turkey update and a lot of waterfowl stuff for the season coming up too. Sorry. <laughs> so I was hijacking that's, that's all right. the waterfowl. You, you uh, weren't lying last week when you said you're just jumping into it like it's a week before season. I know. I can't help it. That's <laughs> all right. So that's all we got for today. I'm Jordan, Duck Gun Chronicles, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, and we'll see you guys next time.